Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zanashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Cretans, greetings. <laughs> Cretans. That's how you switch it up? Cretans, <laughs> greetings? Well, you know, trying. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Just, yeah, I think you had the winner. Just stick with it. Oh, but I love variety, you know. <laughs> variety is the spice of life. Yeah, but variety is not saying something backwards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You got to mix it up a little bit more than that. Okay. Next time. Next well, and uh, I'll tell you what's what's spicing it up here in the studio. We have uh, our fine sponsor, uh, or you know, head of our fine sponsor, uh, Mr. John Blickman, has joined us here today. Hello there, fellow beer geeks. Fellow beer geeks, yes, and and we have Kevin Bacon, uh, famous actor. Uh, I loved you in Footloose. You were fantastic in <laughs> My that. Finest work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he also happened to buy a uh, top-tier system during the months of... January to January, was it? Yeah, Yo. February through... September through February, I think it was. Yes. Um, and uh, out of the uh, hundreds of uh, people who bought systems during that uh, little window of time, uh, he happened to also buy one and randomly got chosen... And uh, we went out and brewed with them. It was uh, quite exciting. Magical day. It was magical. Magical. So when and where did you buy said stand? I bought said stand from northernbrewer.com. Have you heard of these guys? I believe I have. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are making fine radio there. (laughs) (laughs) We're radio virgins. (laughs) Yeah, you see how it's not that easy to make this magic. You know, how it seems right. effortless. John and I just float amongst the uh yeah, you guys, airwaves. We're you guys floaters. float all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell, you, tell you something. So so we go up. Uh, the, the, the plan was hey, the plan was that uh, John Blickman was going to pick up the tab for whatever it cost for us to go out and brew with the winner. It was Palmer and myself, and Blickman would fly out, and we'd get hotel rooms, and he'd pay for the whole thing. So, uh, you know, very generous. Luckily, it turned out that, you know, uh, Kevin uh, uh, lives in um, uh, uh, up near Tahoe and Kings Beach. What's his address? Um, 69 (laughs) something. Steelhead. Yeah. Fish and and, and uh, bear. So uh, we, uh, you know, I, I could drive up there. When I picked up uh, Palmer and Blickman from the airport, we drove up. We stopped at Auburn Ale House. We had lunch, had some yeah. nice beers. Those were good. Um, we uh, we Chicken went to curry fi- soup, which is 
extremely memorable. Right. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we went to uh, 50-50, and then we went and we checked into the Ferrari's Crown Motel. That was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a recommendation yeah. from Kevin. And uh, we hung out with Kevin for some dinner and uh, went over to his place and realized that we needed, like, excessive drill bits uh, to go through the uh, the uh, depleted uranium shield that comes on the Blickman burners. I Strong burners. N- yeah, I had <laughs> no idea. <laughs> How strong that stainless steel Yeah, just, just, just trend away from the depleted uranium uh, shielding there. I think I think that's a little little bit overkill. I know you like to <laughs> over-engineer your stuff to the point where you, know, you can launch yeah. these things into space, but uh, it was a little bit more than I think we needed in that we're, the drill bits could handle. We were able to drill so. through. What? Well, we were able to melt a drill bit through the steel, yes. Yeah, on the, four, on the, <laughs> on fourth, the fourth drill bill. bit. Yeah. That fourth bit. Well, and there were a couple of bits before that that you, that you didn't see. You were back at the hotel... And, uh, well, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, John and I, we shared a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palmer and I shared a room because we, we have this understanding that what happens in the room stays in the room. We're very, you know. <laughs> Although we're allowed to open the windows. Right, we, have, we have a very private thing where <laughs> nothing is said about what happens in there. And, it, you know, no, no matter how, whatever problem either of us have, whether it be in the bathroom or whatever, it's never repeated outside the room, right? We keep it, we keep it very confidential. Don't we? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm here to break that confidentiality, <laughs> and, and mainly because because it's about me. But uh, we get back, and I, you know, uh, we get to the room. We check in. Uh, Blickman's going to check his email. Palmer's going to check his email. I'm going to take a nap. I'm just I'm, I'm worn out. Didn't get much sleep. So <laughs> lay down on the bed. I, I know I'm f- kind of gassy from lunch. And eh, fall asleep. Kinda. I wake I wake up like an hour later. All the windows are open, <laughs> like breeze going through. He's standing there waving like a comforter, trying to like he's got a clothes pin on his nose. <laughs> I think it was a tad gassy. I think it was a tad. Just I, a I tad. woke up. Nothing needed to be said. No. See the look on his face, kind of green. I didn't I have got, to go to management about it at all. <laughs> I knew, I knew exactly what, what had happened. <laughs> all the windows opened. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I must have been farting in my farting my guts out while I was asleep. That explains his headache later in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or his aversion uh, to matches. Yeah. One day I wish Open you, would, flame. you would tell a story that uh, Didn't we, wanted to, gas? Oh, that we wanted to hear. <laughs> uh. Hey. Just, that's hey. my wish. That's my wish. You have a whole different uh, wish than uh, you know some of our listeners. They, they, they enjoy this insight into... Mm-hmm. Our intestinal workings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one regrettable, the one regrettable incident was that the one. Yeah, during <laughs> that six, during but... that long afternoon, I guess of an hour, I forgot to take a picture and post it to Facebook. Yeah, what happens in the room stays in the room. Don't don't betray the trust. Well, I guess we you worked can... this out at GABF a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh-huh, well, I uh-huh. guess you can, you can chalk it up to uh, telling everyone about your enzymatic activity. Right, right. Bevo. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something tells no, me. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I wasn't the only one that was gassy. That's right. Every one of us contributed <laughs> to uh, global warming mightily. I have That's to admit, a, I had, I had curry the, soup. Uh, the reign of the power, <laughs> yeah. the curry soup. Small but deadly. Small but deadly, yes. Yep. 
Well, it reminds me what you don't know. I, I got a what you don't know about my friend John Blickman. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> He's willing to take one for the team. Yeah, that's right. That's what Always. you don't know I'm about that kind my, of guy, friend John Blickman. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got some what you don't know about my friend John Palmer coming up that you don't want to miss. I'm telling you, it's it's quality stuff coming up. I uh, I wrote it down on my phone while I was drunk, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> But we, we we had a great time, and and I was I was very impressed uh, uh, with Kevin and and your knowledge and uh, you know the the way that you really take your your hobby seriously, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, Icky came out, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff came yeah. out, and uh, we had a good time. He's always he's always a, a crack up. We, we had uh, a lot of fun. Went skateboarding. Went skateboarding. Yeah. Drunk and yeah. skateboarding. Yeah. So, yeah, they drink heavily and they get on skateboards and they get run over by a uh, fire, fire truck. truck. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like my late teen years. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what they're experiencing now. Or in the winter, uh, you would have been on skis. It could have been uglier. Yeah. Man, that could have been fun. Uh, yeah, we, we had a good time. Did you enjoy winning your, your prize here? Oh, Kevin? man. Is did it I? All worth it? Did would I? Would you ever? have paid? Twice as much for the uh, top tier system. I would have paid ten grand for one of those top tiers. That was amazing. <laughs> I need to raise I mean, my price. I had these guys came out. They cleaned the whole brewery. They cleaned up, uh, right. cleaned carboys. Uh, Fixed Jamil was problems. rewiring my uh, yeah rewiring a plug. Uh, it was a, a three man effort uh, drilling the <laughs> pilot hole for the yeah, yeah. electrode and the burner. We got Jamil took too. a nap on some Northern Brewer supplied bubble wrap. I tell you, Northern it. Brewer has the finest bubble wrap you're ever going to come across. <laughs> that stuff, it's strong, it's very comfortable. <laughs> and they ship enough of it that you can make a bed out of it. <laughs> it's really, really wonderful. Really wonderful. We urinated on your hops. Absolutely. Yeah. Special beer water. Like my, uh, my wet hop beer is going to have special meaning this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It definitely will. <laughs> I've had that taste in my mouth before. I just can't place it. In your mouth. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too far there. I don't know. All right, so let's, let's hey, get to He can say whatever he wants. That's right. He's a sponsor yeah. here. He signs the check. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's get, down to the, uh, get, get down to the show here. Um, yeah, yeah. Why? Because that's, that's what uh, the show is paid for. And uh, <clears throat> we get a lot of emails, uh, people with show ideas. Just say show yep. idea and then, you know, whatever your subject is. Or Q&A if you want us to tackle it on a Q&A show if you don't think it's enough for a show. We may swap those around at our discretion, but uh, we do look at them all. Can't respond to them personally. You get a, a, a factorized uh, response, but uh, we do we do check them all out. And Tom, a true... Two brewskis, two skis brewskis in the forum. Tom says, uh, gentlemen and Jamel, ah, bastard, I'm an avid listener and have learned so much from all your shows. Although you have covered many a great topic, one that I always have questions about is tannins. I understand that tannins come from several ingredients used throughout the brewing process. Grain husks, hops, wood. Uh, but what are they? How are they different? Why are some good, like oak, uh, some bad, like uh, husks, and some depend, like hops? What can we do to make sure we have the right ones and not the bad ones? I'm sure whatever you can teach us about this will be very useful. Well, yeah, that's what he says. Best to you, Tom. All right, Tom. It's a pretty good topic. 
I think yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's worthy of a show. That's why uh, that's why I read the whole email. Uh, I, I wondered, yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually, we're going to talk about uh, something completely different. Uh, so, John, why don't we start off? Um, <coughs> define for me tannins. What 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 are tannins? Okay. Well, tannins are they're that uh, they're the astringent character uh, that you get in beer. Uh, they cause that astringency. And well, chemically, what's what's chemically tan- what chemically a tannin is a polyphenol. Okay. And um, are all polyphenols tannins? Uh, not necessarily. There's a, a polyphenols range in size, um, kind of like polymers and um, poly meaning many yeah, phenols. Right. Right. So it's it's all many phenols and a, some of them are tannins. Right. It's a chain molecule, and as these uh, as these chain molecules uh, grow and polymerize, um, they gain in size, and what uh, you know, as brewers, you're familiar with polyphenols and uh, you know aromas and flavors in Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. Well, as these as these polyphenols get large, they turn into astringent tannins, and the tan these tan what we commonly refer to our tan- as tannins are coming from um, grain husks, from hop cones, from wood, mm-hmm. and uh, these are all sources of astringency in the beer. Okay. All right. So, why do we care about tannins? Well, so it's a stringent beer, but there there's all these sources of them that yeah. they must be okay in beer, right? There, well, because you're dealing with a wide range of uh, molecules um, that you know fall under this tannin polyphenol category, it's it's kind of like talking about radiation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you know, different wavelengths or different frequencies of radiation. You've got visible light, ultraviolet light, et cetera, and then the stuff that, you know... Uh, Fries your innards. Right. Well put. Um, same way with tannins. Uh, you've got the polyphenols in beer serve multiple purposes, and uh, tannins are actually very important for clarification of the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have enough tannin in the beer... Then that beer will be hazy. There's just not enough um, po- uh, polyphenol tannin protein complexing uh, during fermentation and after fermentation to settle out all the haze. So the the proteins and the tannins they, clump together. They bind together. Right. They form chemically a bind together. Particle and drop out. Right. So there's help, help clearing the beer. Yeah. Okay. So a little a little tannin is good. A lot of tannin can be bad, well, but uh, no tannin can be bad as well. Right, and and maybe even flavor wise, tannins like in wine, tannin is an important con- uh, yeah that's part right. of uh, wine structure, mm-hmm. and uh, also yeah must have something to do in beer. Yeah, Some hop, hop tannins um, such as xanthohumol are known to have a bittering component. Mm-hmm. So they they form part of the spectrum of hop bitterness. Okay, so are tannins bitter? Well, they can be perceived as bitter, uh, or in in you know different sizes and different and different amounts. Uh, that bitterness translates to astringency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, I really slurred that, didn't I? You've um, been drinking. I not enough. Had a couple apparently. of beers. I don't know. I'm much, usually much clearer than this. Uh, but yeah, astringency You're having is, a stroke. Palmer's having a stroke. Somebody call six one one. Tell his cell phone carrier not to uh, continue his contract. Yeah. Um, 
bitterness, strange to say. All right. Obviously, yeah. he needs a moment to get some oxygen. You'd think he'd wrote a book on this or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Uh, all right. So a little time for Palmer to get another drink. And uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, more about tannins after this. Tea bags. That's what it was. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. 
<laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes the home. The two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking tannins. And, uh, you well, know. We are. Palmer's not. <laughs> no. Palmer's uh, slurring his speech, and we were worried about his. I'm uh, all about tannins. Stroking out here. Not the kind of stroking out you're thinking about. Uh, well, and and that's the thing. So tannins are a big part of, um, you know, not only beer but foods and yes. mm-hmm. uh, you know, like we said, wine and, and just about anything. And tannin kind of lends to itself a drying. Um, it can it lend to uh, uh, foods. It, it's and, a and drying, drying, coating, astringent. astringent, a biting. It can be. It, it's very similar to, like you said uh, before the break, <laughs> a tea bag. So, yeah, you know, if you're tea bagging, uh, you know the the juice that comes from the tea bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you oversteep your tea. The tea, right. the tea can get well, and tea and just a, even when you just initially steep it, that there's yeah. a lot of tannins to tea, right? Very, it's, very it's part of the. It's and if you didn't have tannins in black tea, mm-hmm. then you'd have green tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know the tannins and the melanoids that form also, are, you know, are a, they're part of that that flavor. Right. That you're expecting. So, but the tannin, same way, tannins aren't necessarily a melanoid derived compound. No, no. But all, all I'm saying is that. Uh, as in wine, tannins can form part of the complexity mm-hmm. of the flavor mm-hmm. of the beer that we're you know, right. shooting for. So, right. If um, you were to, if you were to completely eliminate tannins, right. you'd end up with something that somehow your beer is missing something. Right. Right. And uh, the, but you know, a, a good way to experience the astringent character of tannins is to oversteep your black your black tea. Mm-hmm. Or actually do like I did in college when I was trying to stay awake, you know, studying, pulling all nighter, is uh, just you know stick Crack. a whole tea, stick a whole tea bag in your mouth, and uh, I thought you'd stick it somewhere else, but yeah. yeah, it was it was extremely astringent. Didn't have didn't have the same character at all. <laughs> did you not know that about me, Jamil? And we're, <laughs> and we're looking for video if you want to send in videos. <laughs> Where you might stick a tea bag. Let's send those in to com. Any brief And the winning video we'll post online uh, where you might stick a tea bag. Yes. Well, and a lot like uh, like grains and mashing, if you if you use too hot a water yes. in tea. So, you know, you do your green, your green teas about like 150, right. 160. But if you go like 180, 190, 195, like for black teas, it's just going to be an astringent mess. So That's it tends right. to be so they're very similar. temperature and pH related. 
So the wa- the kind of water and the pH all, always makes a difference. So all right, let's let's talk about the sources of tannins in beer. Now you have what hops? You've got uh, grain husks. Yeah. What what else might you have? Well, those those are the those are the two you know ingredients in beer. I mean, you got your hops and your malt. Um, the conditions under which those tannins will be extracted depend on your water chemistry, depend on temperature, depend on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, um, the as as the temperature rises, uh, it the the tannins become more soluble. As the pH rises, the tannins become more soluble, mm-hmm. and um, and this covers both hop tannins and grain tannins. And what about things like oak? There's tannins okay. from oak with yeah. aging. There's tannins from things like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tannins from things like spice additions or oh yeah Any, fruits. Anything that but, uh, tan, the, the the major source of tannins in brewing are, are celluloses. Mm-hmm. So anything that you put into beer that has cellulose, uh, there's a risk of tannin extraction extraction as you go up in temperature and pH. Um, the the oak, as you mentioned, um, coffee spices, you know, all these things can contribute more tannin to the batch. Uh, than you may have planned on. Um, and high tannin beers will require more time to mature, to you know, reach peak flavor, because um, you're, you're, what you're hoping is that these tannins will complex, form more, more insoluble compounds and drop out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which can you know, definitely uh, smooth the taste of the beer. Well, and that's one of the things when you are brewing... Um from your mash, you might get some tannins, or you know, depending, you, you tend to get a lot more protein than you do tannins from the mash. Right. The tannins and the proteins tend to bind and, and form flocks, things like that. That's that's where you get a lot of your break material, your hot break. Uh, when you add hops, there's quite a bit more tannins that come from the to- the hops. And if you yep. don't add hops, you, you know, you probably get a little more protein haze in your finished beer. You add right. hops, you add too much hops. You're adding more tannins. You get a tannin haze. You get a protein haze. It's really that the two kind of balance out and and cancel each other out that you get the the brilliantly clear beer. That's exactly right, yeah. I've been nodding a lot, but you can't see that out there. You can see that on uh, uh, Mm justin.tv slash... Palmer Nodding, I think is what it is. Palmer Nodding. (laughs) Justin.tv slash Brewing Network. Network. Yes, there you go. You can see us live. You can see is it the Palmer slumping over his microphone. You Just can see me network. looking beautiful. You see uh, Kevin Bacon dancing in the Drink. in the corner. In the dark, I think. Is what <laughs> you it see is. Blickman over here, um, fascinated that he's paying money for this. Yeah. <laughs> fascinated or regretful? I he's don't the one with the green t shirt, by the way. Yeah, it's an impressive value. <laughs> impressive value for the money. Yes. Only because there's a beer in front of me. Right. Give him more beer. Give him more beer. Quick. Quick. John, what uh, effect on tannins has more uh, impact, the pH or the temperature? Um, well, I would say pH be for, from the standpoint that uh, temperature control during brewing is, is pretty well regulated um, in, a, in, a, in that you know, home brewers, professional brewers, they know that 
uh, they're going to be you know mashing in at around 150. It's, and, it's and, easy to measure temperature. Right. People are afraid of measuring pH or lazy to measure pH, and right. that's why that tends to be more of an issue. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, controlling pH is a little funky for people. They tend to be a little more scared. It can be. Scared. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it, if you look at uh, Malting and Brewing Science, there's a classic graph in that book where they show the increase in soluble silicates, tannins, and other, you know, non-desirables as pH rises. And the that point is between 5.8 and 6.0 in terms of the pH scale. Um, and depending on your mash conditions, um, if as you sparge, if you sparge with alkaline water versus, you know, soft water, um, and you start getting down below, um, was it four Plato in that example? Um, you could see a dramatic increase in the tannin and silicate instruction, uh, extraction from the from the mash. So, you know that's why we in you know, a lot of the homebrewing books we recommend that you don't oversparge. And by oversparge, we don't you know try to go much below you know ten fifteen. But then that number gets adjusted down, you know, depending on the beer style and lots of other factors. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah, you know, two Plato, two and a yeah. half Plato. So it's really kind of. But what, what you're trying to little, do, you're trying to establish bit. guidelines for mm-hmm. how much, you know, where do you draw the line in an extraction? Because you're trying to correlate that to a rise in pH of the mash mm-hmm. of the grain bed, and it's that rise at up to around six and above that those tannins really start coming out. Right. So instead of measuring your your um, gravity, specific gravity of your runnings, you should be measuring the pH of your runnings. That's really what That's is right. the critical part. Because your pH of the runnings, you could be at uh, 10 Plato and you could have a high pH. That's, that's right. That's yeah, a bad thing because then you're going to get a much more tannic beer. If you control your pH... Uh, you can get down quite low and not extract really a whole lot of tannins. You're still getting tannins regardless. I mean, just the whole brewing process right. generates tannins. You get them from the husks. You get them from the the hops. Uh, you know, you get it from any you know fruit additions, coffee additions, you know, wood additions, things like that. They all and then you know the overall character of the beer has a big impact on uh the perception of tannins. So right. when you have a beer that has a lot of sweetness, residual sweetness things like that, uh, simple sugars, the tannins um and like in wine, uh, you know some of the alcohols things like that, the tannins add balance and structure to the wine. The same thing happens in beer. But you have a, a a sweeter beer, the tannins tend to be a little more welcome and tend to give you a little more drying in the finish of a beer. So you're right. not getting more of a sweet, cloying finish. If you end up with a really dry beer and, and, a, and a substantial exposed kind of tannin nature to the beer, it becomes dry, harsh, puckering. And, uh, right. you know, so your residual, this is one of the interesting things. When you make a really hoppy beer with a massive amount of hops and a really low finishing gravity, the question is, you know, you, you can end up with a really kind of tannic kind of uh, character to the beer. You need to be careful about uh, adding too many hops in the boil where I think the tannins get ex- extracted. I, I'm sure you extract yeah. some tannins in dry hopping and things like that, sure, but, but not nearly as much as when you boil them. 
That's correct. Yeah. And also, when you dry hop and the and the uh, the pH of the beer has already dropped substantially, right? And then you dry hop. I think you don't extract as much tannins. Right, and that's that's the whole reason we when we talk about steeping specialty grains, we mm-hmm. say you know don't boil them, don't don't put them in the pot and raise it up to boiling before mm-hmm. you pull them out. I mean, you steep them at a at a temperature below boiling, and <clears> even as you did yesterday, Kevin, you know you're uh, you cold steeped your carafa, uh, and when you're making your black IPA. Um, because just to reduce the amount of tannin going into the beer, because you know as you as you approach boiling, those tannins become more soluble. Hey, John, back to the uh, sparging question: Would you expect there to be a correlation between gravity as you're continuing to run your sparge and pH? There is, me... but it's a matter of understanding um, how the chemistry of the sparge. Uh, is changing the chemistry of the grain bed. Um, it's you know you're, you're sparging with uh, with less than boiling water, and, and generally that you know that sparge liquor is uh, at a constant temperature or near constant. Um, you know, say 170 to 180 degrees, whatever. The, what the thing you have to watch out for is that if you are if you are sparging with uh, alkaline brewing water. Uh, such as John Blickman has in in Indiana, where the surface water is or the groundwater is goes through a lot of limestone, picks up a lot of alkalinity. Um, that water has a very um, uh, high alkaline buffering capability, which, as you sparge the grain bed, is going to wash out the uh, you know the more acidic buffering capability of the mash uh, of the malts. And you end up driving the pH up towards six and above. Um, so that's why it's, under, it's important to understand where what the pH and the chemistry of your of your grain bed and your mash is with your water, and uh, know that wh- where that transition is occurring. If you're brewing a very dark beer with a high alkalinity water, then that grain bed will have more more uh, buffering capability and you know um, more staying power. Uh, to hold off the the alkalinity of the water, he said, "Staying power." Um, well, and that's, <laughs> that's staying, what, not stain. I said staying. Staying oh. power is just as bad as stain power. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh, well, and that's that's one of the the reasons that I will um, adjust my sparge water as well. Yeah. I actually, you know, I'll I'll heat and and acid adjust my sparge water before sparging because I know that. With that water adjusted, I can go ahead and sparge as long as I want, and I'm not going to really have a problem with tannin. That is true, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one reason we've talked about in our water shows. You know, understand what your what your brewing water is, you know, chemistry-wise. Is it is it alkaline? Is it balanced? Is it slightly acidic? Um, most, you know, most surface waters in the United States are uh, relatively low alkalinity, if you're pulling from a river or from a lake, but if you're pulling from groundwater, from you know wells and and you know underground aquifers, that water tends to be highly alkaline. If you're you know if you live up where Kevin does near Lake Tahoe, all the water is from snowmelt, and that's very low alkalinity. It's you know very low mineral. Um, so he can sparge and all day long with that water and not really change the the. Uh, the pH of his grain of his, of his mash. That's about eight point five pH. Yeah, but it, but it's it's an eight point eight point five pH 
of very low mineral concentration. So it tends you know, to shift very quickly. Very easily yeah. buffered. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, there's not a whole lot of resistance mm-hmm. to it. Whereas, you know, John Blickman's water at 8.5 pH, same pH. You but, can add acid to that all day long. Yeah. And it's, it's like liquid drywall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, and that's the, the big difference. Capability yeah, uh, so. plays a big role. It's, it's like if you uh, try and take the pH of distilled water. It's all over the place. Right. And depending on how you wiggle your, your probe. <laughs> he said probe <laughs> and wiggle. <laughs> depending on how you wiggle your probe, you, you get just wildly different readings because of, uh, you know, there's there's like zero buffering in there. And um, it's really not a, you know, it, it, the, the acidity changes easily in something like distilled water. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get into uh, a little more of this. And if you're if you're listening live and you have questions for uh, Mr. John Blickman, I think uh, the next show we're going to go do Q and A, and we'll just jump in with uh, all Q and A for for John Blickman until we run out of Q and A. But Sounds they can good. still call in for ten questions. And they can, oh, well, right, you can call in okay. for ten questions yeah. now. But uh, or in, them in, the chat in like twenty minutes, we're going to go ahead and we'll do an all Q and A for Blickman, and you can call in or you can email in. So you mean we're on time? Yeah, get all your. Holy of course, shit. we're on time. Or we'll just cut the short the show short, and uh, we'll be done. I mean, you know, he's Blickman. He's not checking the the length of these shows. He's just writing the check, right? That's oh, what it's all about. He's sitting here in the studio. Actually, I've seen oh. the I've seen the check, and they have little inch marks on them. So right, so he's measuring. <laughs> yeah, length right. isn't important. <laughs> it's if it okay. cashes. It's, go with Gareth. It's feet right. per minute. So let's, <laughs> let's take a short break. We'll be back after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. 
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. But we're without talking. that nut thing. <laughs> without that nut thing. I always get that nut thing going on. I don't know. So, uh, and, yeah, you know, know. Uh, during during the break there, uh, John asked me a good question. He goes, well, what is buffering? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it is not a brand of aspirin. It is... A vampire slayer. Yeah, but buffering the, uh, is buffered. That's true. That's very true. It's a buffer that bleeding acid in your stomach, yes. That's yeah. right. But, yeah, um, just to define it a little bit uh the the buffering is the ability of a substance to resist a change in ph and um in the malts it well in in any buffering substance what it is it's the uh the way a salt or a weak acid um dissociates and uh there's so it has an equilibrium and the more the um the ph of the system tries to change the more that this salt will dissociate and resist that change, you know, maintains that equilibrium. So uh, it's it's kind of a circular answer, but uh, a, a buffering compound is a weak acid or a weak base, um, a salt, typically a ionic compound that dissociates to uh, stay, to resist a change in pH. And uh, that's you'll you have uh, these substances in, in malts in the grain bed. You have it in your uh, cal- your calcium carbonate um, dissolved calcium carbonate system in water. Um, so that's when we talk about alkalinity and the buffering power of water. That's the calcium carbonate in the water. And that's also how the five star uh, pH five six. Yeah, five performs two. its or Fo- five two phosphate sorry. buffers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it performs its function. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a buffering system, and it helps you it helps prevent changes in pH of the mash. Yeah. So next one, yeah. <laughs> so uh, have we have we kind of captured the uh, the whole story of of. Of, tannins, uh, tannins. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, you have all these tannins that come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, y- they bind with proteins to form break material and drop out of solution. And right. so, kind of having some hops in at the beginning of a, a, a boil helps uh, precipitate yeah. the the break material. Uh, your tannins are extracted um, 
more so at higher temperatures and higher pHs. Right. Um, they affect the flavor. They're important to the flavor of beer. But um, what is, um, uh, you know, controlling them? You don't want them absent. You want to. Right. You need you need some tannin. Mm-hmm. You need you need a certain uh, minimum of tannin. I don't have a number, but you know, it, it like isn't all things. It's a bell curve. It, you know, you mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. you need a a good amount. If you have too less, then you tend to have a high protein haze mm-hmm. um, that doesn't settle out. If you have too much, then you ha- right. tend to have a uh, a tannic haze or an astringent flavor. Now, the the type of findings that you would use to remove those hazes depends on whether your haze is a protein haze or a tannin haze. Right. And that's one of the things that people don't realize. It's like, well, I'm using a fining, and, you know, it's not really working. It's like, well, because that fining is designed to, well, to take out yeast or to take out proteins or to take out tannins. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some work on multiples, uh, things like that. And uh, t- you can have a tannin haze, a protein haze, a yeast haze. All those things, um, right. they respond differently depending on the, the charge, the electrical charge that's on the uh, the particle. Right. Yeah. Um, your your protein hazes, um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember which ones are positive and negative, but your protein hazes, you tend to look at, uh, say, Irish moss mm-hmm. to help take those out of solution. Your tannin hazes, um, you're looking to stuff like polyclar. Mm-hmm. That are very good at binding to the to the tannins uh, to the polyphenols mm-hmm. and helping pull those out of solution. Um, the um, your yeast hazes then you're looking to more stuff more like uh, isinglass mm-hmm. or um, and polycar gelatins, well. gelatins, yeah. all sorts of other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, each of these each of these uh, species has a different charge mm-hmm. um, and different arrangement of charge, so it mm-hmm. helps them bind to these different materials. Now, what about when you want to add tannins? Because I think, you know, and JP, you're, you're a big proponent of uh, wood aging and, and adding oak and things like that. I love it. That's, that's one of the big things about adding wood to your beer is uh, you're adding tannins. Yeah. And tannin is a big part of the structure of, of what you're adding to beer. So, JP, when you're doing a beer that you, you know you want to oak age... Do you tend to make it want that beer base to be slightly sweeter so that the tannins have something to work against, or drier so the tannins stick out? Or I mean, how do you how do you think think th- that through? I don't really. I don't worry about it. Uh, don't think things through. Is no, that not a, that's why I'm here on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's um, why your life has degenerated. It's weird, is now? Yeah. Oddly, I'm happy, which is weird. I just <laughs> need to get paid for. Uh, anyway, um, you know. It, Tannins from from oak and stuff, they're more like mouthfeel structure tannins. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not really the drying tannins you you can get from over sparging or you know or, or even roasted malts or whatever you guys have hmm. been talking about. I don't know. I'm playing Angry Birds. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I assume it's tannins. <laughs> yeah. um, so with oak and, and wood and such, I don't really I don't really worry about it because it's a, it's a different tannin um, for me. And, and the 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 goal is to pull it off of the oak, pull it off of the wood before you get that. The harsh tannin instead of the mouthfeel, right. the bodybuilding tannins. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's more so of a tasting time game. A different. Are you saying there's different types of tannins in the woods, or is it a different in, level of tannins? I think it's a different um, extraction level. So you're getting some, you know, some small amount of tannins, but mm-hmm. you know, you're you're getting maybe it's more of the oak and wood flavors. I don't really know. I'm just guessing. Maybe it's all that kind of stuff overpowering the tannin, the mouthfeel, yeah. whatever. But over time. 
as I think actually the fluid goes deeper into the wood where it's not toasted and, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's pulling out more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But but, it's but, like but over steeping the tea bag. Yeah, right. Well, like if you've ever if you've ever fermented an oak, like using oak chips, and, and you, you know you throw two ounces in a in a you know British pale ale or something or ESB or whatever, and you you drink that afterwards. Um, you know, you're fermenting, you're blowing off all the flavor, all the aroma compounds, and you're just leaving a lot of the structural tannins behind, and you can really taste the difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very slight, but it's very warm, too, kind of. Uh, it's not as sticky. It's not as, like, sharp and harsh, I think. Okay. So that that's my take on it. I don't know if I'm right or wrong or, no, I think or you're right. I mean, somewhere in the middle of retarded, but. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as, we've, we, as we've mentioned that, you know, the tannins bind with proteins. They settle out. So where you introduce these tannins in the process is going to affect how they, you know, how they manifest in the final beer. Mm-hmm. If you put them in early during, you know, during uh, primary fermentation, you know, more of those tannins will, will settle out in the... Or be bound up with other proteins yeah. or yeast and, yeast and proteins like and so on. Uh-huh. They'll settle out. You get, you know, you get a different profile from adding them there mm-hmm. than adding them, you know, after prim- primary fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um the temperature which you introduce them at, you know, you're going to get a different extraction, different sizes of tannins. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to boil oak cubes, you're probably getting a, yeah. a different kind of tanning character than if you, at fermentation temperature or, you know, at cellar temperature, uh, introduce Correct. oak, you yeah. get a different kind of tannin maybe. Yeah, and your hop tannins, I mean, the same thing. Everybody knows that, you know, um, where you add hops during the process changes the character whether mm-hmm. it's you know they're boiled long time boiled a short time dry hop you know that's you know they're changing your hop flavors and that's all you know different things but again you still are extracting tannins from those hop cones mm-hmm. uh, from that cellulose in the hops mm-hmm. and uh, depending on the you know volume of hops used and the ph uh, you'll get a certain profile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which will influence the flavor of the beer okay well, and I'll have you know that, that during that whole segment there, uh, they use words like blow and sticky and warm and teabag and pull, pulling and wood, and I didn't say a thing. So there. Oh. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> but let's but you time. pulled it all together in one <laughs> sorted kind of summary. Right, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get to your questions, and if you want to call in and, and ask about tannins, uh, we will entertain those calls as well. Back after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey guys, Justin here from The Session, and I got a little message for you about the Great American Beer Festival happening this week. You know, while most breweries come to the Great American Beer Festival to win an award, Black Star and the Great Northern Brewery are also coming to give an award. 
Black Star is awarding the biggest beer fan with the ultimate beer trophy. As tall as a full-grown beer fan, Black Star's ultimate beer trophy is outfitted with a working Bronco tap handle, Black Star beer cans, branded steins, and a fully functioning iPod dock with speakers. To enter, festival goers just have to go visit the Black Star and the Great Northern Breweries booth at section E18 through 20 or check in on Facebook. Parked at their display, you'll find Black Star's vintage Airstream equipped with a digital photo booth for beer fans to take free pictures in. Automatically emailed to them via Wi-Fi for easy sharing and posting. So come say hello to the great folks at the Great Northern Breweries uh, and Black Star Brewery. They'll be serving double-hopped golden lager and Great Northern Brewery will be pouring wild huckleberry wheat lager and wheat fish. So check them out on Facebook to register to win the biggest beer fan or go to the booth, section E18 through 20. See you there. <laughs> Honey, what's wrong? Was the Saison oxidized? Worse, beer festival season is coming to an end. That's it for craft beer fun for the year. My God, you're right. What are we going to do? Wait, it's a long shot, but... Yes! What? The new Bay Area Craft Beer Festival is coming up October 22nd. <gasps> the one at Martinez Waterfront Park? Yeah, with all that great food. Live music. And, and craft, craft beer. beer. More than 30 of the best breweries west of the Mississippi will be there. I knew you loved me. I do, but I may love the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival more. Hey. Kidding. And I was just about to tell you your Saison is oxidized. What? Tickets for the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are available online until October 19th at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. All tickets are pre-sale only. None will be sold at the door, so get yours online right now. Great beer, fabulous food, and rockin' live music. Round out your beer fest season right this year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. Fellas, gals, are you, you looking to spice things up in the garage? Been fantasizing about surprising your uh, brew buddy with an adventurous new toy or adult beverage? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. What's a brew buddy? Go go to uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. No, 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 no. Wrong, wrong ad copy. Rewind. <laughs> uh, back up. Uh, fellas and gals, you can spice things up in the bedroom. 
been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs uh, for a little inspiration, plus free extra gifts so essential we can't mention on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type... J-A-M-I-L uh, for the uh, offer code upon checkout. When you do, three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code J-A-M-I-L at adamandeve.com today. All right, so we're talking about uh, tannins and um, how they could be a negative in beer, they could be positive in beer. I guess overall they're just a positive. It's just the only time it could become a negative is if it's just excessive in one way or another. Right. You might have a haze or you might have an astringent kind of character to the beer. Right. It's uh and that and that's why you know we we encourage, you know, don't oversparge um hmm. you know and you know don't put in 5 pounds of roast malt in your beers, you know. Um, that that can be too much tannin in the beer and, and uh, mm. very harsh tasting. Okay. Well, and I I just need to point out we're drinking a uh, the Firestone Eleven that uh, uh, the wonderful listener brought to me at NHC. He just walked up, handed me the bottle in the box. He's like, "Here." Didn't, I, I didn't think he said here. He just set it down in front of me, walked away. Maybe it was meant for somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he was hoping you would actually watch it for him. When I went to the right. bathroom. It's like I gotta, I gotta go pee. Just you know, and then I was like gone. The you know, show was over. I'm like yeah. that must have been a gift. So uh, I don't know the uh, the gentleman's name, but uh, very kind of him to. Uh, That's a beautiful to beer. Provide us, uh, and and I was like a right, right right around my birthday, so I was expecting a yeah. couple of gifts, yeah. and that was like the only kind <laughs> to come through. So uh, I know at least one person listens to the show. And, you uh, egomaniac. That's right. I was no, expecting, I, like, my friends <coughs> to, uh, you know, like, say know. happy birthday, I, maybe. I thought you said never to mention your age on the air. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't give a crap about that. I want the <laughs> gifts. So a uh, very, 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 very nice of the guy to uh, to provide this. It, it, it's it's a special well, beer. Happy birthday, and one that we yeah, Thanks uh, for coming uh, for the rest yeah, of us. It means shit to me now, you guys. Hey, don't look a gift horse. That, that guy thought of me then. You know, very nice. Well, I didn't have to ask for it. He just came up and he was also drunk. Offered. As fuck, I don't think he was. I, you know, I got, there's a lot of honey in this. Pretty, all right, I get like a lot of like honey. A lot, notes. Of, a lot of bourbon yeah. and uh, no, it's it's delicious really? though. I'm not saying it's it's not a bad. I'm not right. saying it's not good. I just it's like a lot That's of right. it's it's a, a lot of those things that you don't think could coexist together or would be overwhelming and right. they're. It's delicious. So I thought I would share it with my friends in the studio. But they're not here, so... They're not here, so the rest of you people are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you yeah, uh, yeah, doing yeah, you know, I, I was going to drink it with Staley, but then it was his wife didn't yeah. come in. Yeah. would have been just me and Staley. We were already like well, and that's, five times over drunk. And, that's boring. Know, yeah. Yeah. The Staley won't put out, you know. He will. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the secret <laughs> later. I'll tell you the secret later. <laughs> so, uh... So uh, no, it's very nice, and uh, whoever you were, you know, email me and, and let me know who the heck you were. I really appreciate it. You know, the guy didn't want any uh, credit. I think he just was being nice. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. that's an awesome beer. Really wonderful. Yeah. As do the rest of us. Yeah, yeah and it's, I'm sure it cost him some bucks, and or you know, it was from his private stash or whatever. And uh, very nice, very, 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 very nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a couple of questions from the chat before we wrap this bad boy up. Yes, sir. Uh, 
our good friend Sex Panther oh, in yes. the chat. Mm-hmm. He asks, are there any particular styles in which tannins add another level of complexity to? Oh, well, uh, pretty much any any style, I think, but mostly those styles that are looking at wood aging or aging in general um, or, you know, because they tend to be sweeter beers a lot of times, the tannins can act as kind of a, you know, a firm underpinning, a, a wooden shaft of support uh, throughout the middle of the beer. <laughs> so, you know, Old Ale, um, you know, Russian Imperial Stout, you're fond of oak aging a lot of stouts. Yeah. That's so, really all I brew. I don't really make a lot of light beers. Right. He likes a lot of stout wood. I do. <laughs> do you, um, well, Jamil, would you consider uh, Ten be a character in, say, Munich Dunkel or uh, what about Oktoberfest? No, nope, no. Nope. And if so, why not? It's right in the guidelines, you know, John. I know. Why do you read them? I'm trying to milk the topic. Especially uh, something like uh, Dunkel, which is about you know smooth, rich, bready malt character. Right. And if you had any tannins, I think um, you know I, I I would think that's one with minimal tannins. Uh, another minimal tannin one I would think is like American Light Lager. So yeah, on the night of January twelfth, nineteen seventy. Something. Something's happened to Palmer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> yeah. So, in other words, um, I'm, what I was leading up to is... Uh, Teabagging? No. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Party guile? Not Wait, party you guile. don't know about my friend John Blackman? Ah, oh, I Less forgot. Yeah. Of <laughs> no, but I mean, when you when you brew a big beer, and then you do the second runnings to make a small beer, mm-hmm. uh, you don't... you know. Oh, you're talking party guile and yeah, uh, right. Yeah. So a lot of the uh, the the smaller beer, British beers, mm-hmm. that would be a party guile beer. Like you're talking London Pride. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. They're all made from the same mash. Yeah, and they run off um, like three kettles of wort for uh, Fuller's ESB, um, London Pride, and Chis- Chiswick Bitter. Right. Yeah. Right. And the bitter is, you know, fairly tannic. London Pride less so, and the and the uh, ESB very little. Right. You know, they use a, a blend of the different runnings to give it that that kind of character, and it makes for a totally different beer. Those lighter bitters, yeah, I, I think some, you know, grain uh, mm-hmm. astringency, some grain tannins. And here's the problem with the uh, the BJCP style guides is. Uh, you know, it, it'll talk about, you know, maybe something about tannins or the astrin- grain astringency. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about subtle notes. And, yeah. you know, people will take the, a mention of the word and they'll go nuts with it. And it'll be like chewing on, you know, right. a, a cedar bark for your hamster or something. It's just, you know, over the top. And yeah. really what we're talking about is subtle background kind of, you know, affirming up of the of the bearing. Yeah. Because I, I remember so many, you know, small beers made from a from a big beer, whether it's a um, a bock, you know, a double bock, and make a small dunkle out of it or something like that, or as you say, the, the bitters, uh, where you know that small beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is really tannic, very astringent, and you know, a little a little goes a long way. You're trying to you're trying to use use tannins in a small beer, perhaps like that, to give it some some backbone, a little bit of you know some body some structure mm-hmm. um so you so it doesn't taste watery but at the same time 
you don't want to you don't want the uh, the oversteep tea bag situation going on in your mouth. Right. Yeah. No tea bag in my mouth. All right. So let's 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 wrap this up, and uh, let me let me give you the uh, the promised the promised what you don't know about oh, no. my friend John Paul. <laughs> Theme music, anytime now. Oh God, hold on. Well, I did. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. There were a couple more questions in the chat. Now I gotta load this thing. You want? Can I? You said load. All right, one, one, do you want a question? One, while, I, while I do your bidding, one more question. We're almost. We're, we're out of time. So one more question, then we'll we'll wrap it over to the next show. All right, hold on. I gotta figure everything out. God, this is so dumb. Um, <laughs> will adding fruit add appreciable tannins to a beer? If so, are there particular styles that would work better with particular fruits? One that can handle additional tannins without becoming over the top. Not the movie. Well, it's like sure. your blueberry wheat. Well, yeah, it depends on the on the type of fruit. So, certain fruits have more tannins, and certain fruits have less tannins. Right. Certain beers can withstand more tannins. I think the ones the darker beers can handle more tannins, and the beers with uh, more of a sweet. Uh, finish to them uh, do particularly well with tannins. So right. you know, imperial stout things like that uh, right. tend to tend to play well. Um, some barley wines, things like that. Sometimes you want something that is kind of tannic and dry, and True. you know that can be enjoyable as long as it's not excessively. And I think that's where like the blueberry wheat comes in. You get some yeah. tannins. You get a you know fairly dry beer, and it's just refreshing and crisp and kind of dry, and doesn't leave any. Mm-hmm. Any uh, sweetness behind, and, yeah. and and that can be pleasant. And, as well. and wheat beers tend to be low tannin beers because there's no husk, right? And but they get a lot of protein, so the the tannins from the blueberries can help drop out some of that uh, that Excellent protein. Point. All right, ready? Yeah, yes. now we're ready. Go ahead. What you don't know about my my friend John Pauling? Huh? Theme music, huh? Music the freshest. Where's my fishing pole? You just looked like you sounded like the caveman that discovered fire. You go, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Theme music. That's what I'm calling this. Theme music. <laughs> All right. So what you don't know about my my good friend John Palmer? His motto: small but rigid. What you don't know? No about comment. My, small but rigid. What you don't know about my my good friend John Palmer? Small but this must be tall but rigid. Small but rigid. Unyielding motto. (laughs) Unyielding. (laughs) Hey, you say it, it becomes, it goes on the air. You know, unless you say it within the confines of the hotel room, then that's that's the that's uh, right. That's the safe zone. That's that's home base. Yes. Anything happens in there is not repeated. All right. So next time. uh, if you get some questions about uh, tannins, let's uh, just carry those over to the uh, next show coming up. Q and A live Q and A. We got uh, John Blickman in the in the studio here, so uh, I'd like you to uh, get your questions together for John Blickman. Feel free to call in one eight 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 four zero one beer something like that right? two three three seven two three three seven. Which is that's beer. right, Jamil. That's right. All right, and uh, check out uh, you know our sponsors' uh, webpage, uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. That's Blickman with two N's. Uh, he's got all the, the geeky engineering stuff that uh, you will enjoy, like uh, Kevin Drake did, and uh, 
and look and look at what happened the to tower him. of power. Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. These three geeks will come to your place and, <laughs> and brew with you. Drink all your beer. <laughs> Drink all your beer and uh, ride on your skateboards and pee in your hot plants. So all right. Uh, and also check out the Brewing Network store. There's some some good items in there, uh, shirts and glasses and lots of BN-branded gear. That uh, If you buy that stuff, all goes to the bottom bottom line of the Brewing Network, and it really helps uh, keep this mm-hmm. programming on the air. So uh, We should get some new stuff in soon. We have it. We just need to put it up in the website. So you're too lazy, and that's... Great. I don't know how to do it, or else it would be done by now. Trust me. Okay? There you go. All, all right. right. I'm, well, not, I'm not camping today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry! You're here working. I'm working! All right. 30 seconds! Until then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody.